As we've been discussing, 19-year-old Jerome Hecker was sentenced to four years prison for stealing four packets of cigarettes. New Zealand tobacco control expert Dr Marewa Glover is the director of the Centre of Research Excellence. Now, I spoke to Dr Glover before I came to air, and I asked if the Jerome Hecker sentence sends the right message around robbery and cigarettes. I think that's really excessive, and given the robberies mainly occurred due to the excessive tobacco increases, uh, the price and the taxes. So we've actually made this happen and just banging up the price caused a rash of robberies around the country. Uh, I have a current study sort of documenting that and I think that that needs to be taken into account. People are being driven to the black market. That's creating this demand and someone's got to go and steal the cigarettes. We have very good border control. The only place, being an island nation, is that people are forced to steal from within. And unfortunately, the dairies are very vulnerable to these robberies. So first off, we've created it, and somebody's going to go steal these things. Young men, and young Māori men particularly, seem to be overrepresented and being pushed into doing these kind of robberies. Uh, whether he was buying for, you know, doing that for himself or serving an order, we don't know. But um, four years, it's a new way of getting our men into prison. And I really think it needs to be seriously reviewed and stopped. We've got to stop the tax increase no more and look at another way of diversion or support for these young men. Dame Tariana Turia was very strong about um, preventing young Māori from becoming addicts to nicotine and in part the the tougher measures were driven by Māori looking out for Māori. Certainly, I used to push it as well. I was told this is the most effective way and this will stop people smoking. And so even I supported the tax increases, but the evidence over time plays out, it does not work, it does not work. 45% of Māori women aged 18 to 24 smoke now and that isn't reducing. There are groups, vulnerable groups, that are not being affected by the... uh, They're not stopping, they're being affected because Mm. it's costing them more and they're having to go to the black market to buy cigarettes and that puts them at more risk. Why do they smoke? Have you done any studies that, that indicate why they choose to smoke in the face of overwhelming evidence that it's A, expensive and B, harmful? Oh, yes, plenty. I mean, I've been doing this for 27 years, mainly focused on Māori and particularly Māori women, especially during pregnancy. So the thing we need to understand about smoking is that people smoke largely these days to cope with stress. They're just, it's just coping with life. Now, Māori women, I'm particularly concerned about them. I feel that they're really under vicious attack from multiple quarters at the moment. Huge stresses financially. The power's going up. Everything's going up. The food is healthy fruit and vegetables just too dear. And along with many other stresses and the taking babies off mums is another terrible thing that's happening right at the moment. The stress, 
that Māori women, young Māori women are under is just horrendous. What are they going to do? Of course they're going to smoke. When you talk about um, babies being taken off young Māori women, Oranga Tāmariki seem to be in a rock and a hard place because if they don't keep babies safe, they come under fire. If they do try and protect babies from what they perceive to be harmful situations, they come under fire. Yep. So what I don't understand about what is happening is why Fano are not being involved. It used to be that they would try and place babies with Fano members, with family members. And then, you know, the Fangai method, which is the traditional Māori method of looking after other people's kids for them or raising them. Um, but it's usually done by a relation. Somebody related, the relationship is maintained with the mother and the child. I do not understand why that is not happening as much as it used to be. The other thing is that we really must do something more about the circumstances of these women's lives, the domestic violence, the drug and alcohol use, or whatever the circumstances are. Again, we must do something about the financial strain and stress that people are under. They can't pay their power bills. They can't pay their power bill. It's going to get cut off. You get a disconnection fee, a reconnection fee, and that leads to not being able to buy the best food for your ch- children. And the cigarettes is all part of coping with this enormous stress that people are under. And, of course, kids are going to suffer in that. So a lot more needs to be done about those social and financial determinants of health. And Fano need to be involved. I know there are many, many Fano who would, who would be there and would love to whāngai, but I don't even think they're even being involved at the moment. And there are stories of Māori children being taken. I don't like that word uplift. Let's not sanitise what's being done here. This is, this is taking a, a mother's child. She will never recover from that. Uh, and the child could very well also have psychological problems because of this as well. So this is this, is this whole stolen generation thing happening again. In modern-day New Zealand. Orangatanga Mariki would say that the reason that the whānau is not being involved is that the whānau is dysfunctional, which is why the young woman you know, is in an at-risk situation in the first place. Yes, of course. Well, unfortunately, a lot of people in control and in these uh, organisations see Māori, all, all Māori are dysfunctional. We can't do anything right. You know, We smoke too much, we drink too much. We don't stay at school long enough. That deficit focus, and uh, that just seems to be coming back in instead of the strength-based Fana order type programs. And there just isn't this recognition of what the government is itself doing to create the financial strain, such as the tobacco tax increases, such as the uh, you know the other welfare benefits. Uh, issues that we've been trying to deal with. So it's a huge complex system but stealing babies from mums, taking that baby away, you know, to me that is worse than being raped. I couldn't think of anything worse. And you're sheeting the blame home to central government? Absolutely. There are many small little things that are happening like uh, the boy getting 
prison for four years with no hope of parole for an aggravated robbery for tobacco. Something that's happening because of a policy. And there are many of these small policies and laws or, you know, Jenny Solis's current one is to ban smoking in cars. That's going to lead to disproportionately young Māori women who smoke being fined, a $50 on-the-spot fine. What happens if you can't pay your fine? So there's no kind of thinking about the perverse effects of policies. How is this going to affect most vulnerable who can't afford to pay the fine, who will then lose their licence or their job or whatever? And it's that spiralling down uh, that just further oppresses a group and Māori women are getting it from all quarters at the moment. I thank you very much for your time, Dr Glover. Good to talk to you. Thank you, Kerry. That is Dr Marawa Glover, who's the Director of the Centre of Research Excellence, Indigenous Sovereignty and Smoking. So yes, it went sort of on a wide ranging, <laughs> covered a number of topics. Um,